Welcome to High Vibin' It with your hosts, Lindsay Robinson and Kelsey Aida. Are you ready to make the most of your life, manifesting your inner desires while living a more aligned, inspired life? Start here. Now, here's Kelsey and Lindsay. Hey guys, welcome to High Vibin' It. Today we are talking about releasing resistance, which we've talked about a lot on the show, but today we wanted to dedicate a whole episode to the topic because there's just so much to be said about it. I mean, like, we love teaching you guys how to manifest your desires, how to get into alignment with them, all that jazz, and there's a lot to be said about setting your intentions and making vision boards and calling in what you want and being really clear and that's all great and dandy and we love it but the reason why most people aren't getting what they want as quickly as they want it is not because they're not doing that or not because they're doing it wrong but it's because they're carrying resistance and that's blocking the manifestation from coming faster regardless of if you're doing all that other stuff so that's why this is really important and we want to give it a whole hour today for you guys and yeah Releasing resistance, that's the topic. I'm Kelsey Aida, by the way. I'm an inspirational blogger and author, and I love geeking out about manifesting and helping you guys manifest your desires. And I have Miss Lindsay Robinson here, my favorite bestie slash co-host slash <laughs> hypnotherapist. Um, extra- I was going to say extravaganza, but yeah, you're not an extravaganza. You're an extraordinaire. I'm an extraordinaire. <laughs> yes. Hi, guys. Lindsay here. As she said, I'm a hypnotherapist, success mindset coach, um, and I help you feel figure out what's going on in your subconscious and help you release it to create the life you want. And so that's why this topic is such a good one. Um, I know we've touched on resistance in the past, but as Kelsey said, it deserves, it deserves its own hour space. So um, where do you want to start with this? Cause I got a lot to say. I know me too. I feel like there's a million places we could start with this episode. How about where resistance comes from or what resistance is? Which one would you want to start with? Let's first? talk about what it is and like some, like signs that you're carrying it or that you have it. So resistance is basically any form of stress or almost like a blockage. Um, And it can show up in so many different ways. And when we say resistance, we mean energetically you have resistance and that's why your creations are not coming in fast enough or as quickly as you would like, or they're not coming at all, or you're getting the opposite of what you want or whatever. It's because there's resistance somewhere in your energy field, somewhere in your body, somewhere in your thoughts, somewhere in your mind, somewhere in your emotions. Mm -hmm. Um, So ways that it can show up are as simple as like stress in the body, um, limiting beliefs. Um, If you have like a lot of trauma in your past, that could be causing resistance. I'm not saying that the trauma is the resistance, but it can cause you to create stories that create resistance. Um, and what else? There's like literally a million ways it can show up. But procrastination, perfectionism, self-sabotage, going in circles, getting really, really, really excited and then getting discouraged really easily um, when things don't happen exactly when you want. These are all forms of resistance. Self-sabotage is the best way to figure it out. If you find yourself like falling back into patterns that you recognize as like not where you want to be like backsliding. That's definitely self-sabotage, which is definitely a form of resistance. Um, Do you want me to go into like what resistance is in the subconscious? Sure. But I also wanted to add that in 
impatience, I think is a good sign that you're oh, yeah. in a state of resistance or if you're feeling scared or if you're feeling nervous. So before you dive into your subconscious definition, let's talk about what it looks like when you're in a state of non-resistance so people can see the contrast. Oh, I here. love this. So a non-resistant state would be when you're feeling open, when you're feeling in the flow, when you're following your intuition, when your body and nervous system is relaxed, when your thoughts are relaxed, when you're trusting your life, when you're being open, um, when you're creating from a space of like fun and not a place of like desperation or need or lack. Um, so when you're in a state of resistance, in non-resistance, you're going to feel really nice, really good, really calm. Um, so basically, you can tell if you're resist in resistance or not, depending on how you're feeling in any given mm -hmm. moment about any given thing. I think a, a, the biggest thing for me when I'm super, when I know that I'm in a non-resistant uh, state is when I feel super connected. Connection to like the universe and my guides. Like if I know that they're with me if I know that I'm being heard and seen by them. Because, you know, you, it's this blanket statement, like, you know, you're always being heard and seen by your guides, but you don't always feel that way. You don't always feel like you're super connected. So when I do, when I feel that, I know like, oh, okay, I'm definitely on the right track. I'm definitely in the space of allowing and, um, and least resistance. And that's where you definitely want to be. Does that show up that way for you as well? Yeah, but also like, I wanted to add that I sometimes don't always notice when I have resistance and sometimes it can be so sneaky, the resistance that you really have to dive deep. So like, I know we'll talk about this a little bit today, but sometimes I have to go into my subconscious. Sometimes I have to uncover some limiting beliefs that I wasn't conscious of. Sometimes I have to um, ask different parts of myself if they want what I want. And sometimes they're like, nah, bitch, we don't want that shit. And that's the resistance. <laughs> so it's like, it can show up in very, very tricky and sneaky ways. And we're going to help you try to get around some of those ways today. Obviously, we only have an hour, so we can only do so much, which is why we come back every week, because we always have more to talk about. But um, dive into your explanation that you wanted to go into, because I'm really curious to hear this. Yeah. So with the subconscious, you know, I always say this, if there's anything in there that doesn't vibe with your conscious desires, you're going to have some resistance simply because it is an unknown. And the subconscious is only comfortable with the things that are known to you, even if logically speaking, those things are redonk and don't make sense and really just kind of silly, outdated, old things that you don't want or need anymore. Logically, you know this, but if it's in the subconscious, it's there for a reason because you did need it at one point. So a lot of times the resistance will come up because it senses something different. The subconscious uh, senses something different than what it's used to. And so it's going to raise up those alarm flags. Um, when I'm working with clients with hypnosis and they start to see this, it's almost like clockwork. It's around the second or third session. They start to really feel like this resistance is popping up. And I always, always look at it as a great thing because we know that something's working. Something's happening in the subconscious that's, that's allowing it to be on alert and, and be on guard. So once we can get through that and realize where that's coming from and really love on the subconscious to be okay with these changes and with these new positive shifts, then we start to see it kind of relax and ease into it. But I love what you said about like turning inward and like really examining where the, where the resistance is coming from, because a lot of times you don't know it's happening until it 
it's happening. You don't know that it's going to happen. You don't know where it's coming from until you notice like, oh, okay, I'm unhappy. Okay, I'm uncomfortable and I really don't want to be here. What's going on? And that's when you ask those questions is when you get a lot of clarity around that as well. Yeah. And the thing is, not all resistance is bad. Like how you said, right before you're about to up level, you're probably going to feel massive resistance and that's your opportunity to break through and like, like shoot off, you know, it's like, it's almost like this energetic friction that once you like, not deal with it, but once you alchemize it, you can go like even further than you ever have before. So it's all about like the transmutation of the resistance, not resisting the resistance and saying, oh, all resistance is bad. I'm in exactly. a state of resistance. Now I'm judging myself. Uh, I'm never going to release this resistance. So my manifestation is never going to come. Like, no, no, no. It's not about any of that. Resistance can be a tool when you use it properly. And it's mm-hmm. all about becoming aware of your resistance because sometimes just the simple awareness of what's been going on is enough to like not make it a problem anymore exactly exactly and, and I then think I mentioned this before it's like when you stub your toe and you look at your toe and you're like thank you thank you pain receptors for telling me that this hurts I understand thank you it immediately dulls the pain for me and for everybody I've told this to it's like magic if you just let your body know that you're aware of the of what's going on because it's all a message, right? Everything that's happening is just a message. It's just a notification for us. So if we acknowledge that, it really tends to almost immediately kind of dull it and or or at least lessen it so you can really process it and as you said, alchemize it. Yeah, we're basically resistance alchemizers and that's why we're such good (laughs) manifestors because it's really an art to like learn how to deal with the resistance and work with it so that it can Mm -hmm. work in your favor or be released or not be a problem for you anymore, whatever it is, whatever the case is. Um, There are ways to help dissolve. I like using the word dissolve, to dissolve the resistance. Dissipate, dissolve, yeah. Dissipate, untangle. Um, all those good things. So another thing to remember too, and to really get on board with is you're never really going to be free of resistance because I have clients who want to reach, you know, usually it's an income thing, but I have a lot of clients who want to reach, you know, 10,000 a month, but then when they want to hit 20,000, these same kind of patterns will come up, these same kind of resistance, um, hooks will will try to pull them back you're always going to hit a point where you see some resistance anytime you're entering an unknown so get comfortable with knowing that you're probably going to be feeling it and to look at it as a sign that you're on the right you know you're you're going in the right direction there wouldn't be any resistance if you do if you did the same thing there wouldn't be any resistance if you uh weren't doing something different so look at that as a sign that you know if you just can push through it and process it you're on to really, really good things. Yeah. And what's that funny thing that Abraham Hicks always says? You can never get it right and you can never get it done or something like that. <laughs> you'll never get it done and you'll never get it right. So just like do whatever feels good or something like that. <laughs> yeah. You'll ne- well, yeah, you're right. It's like you'll never, I know it's you'll never get, you'll never get it done. There's like you're, there's like, never yeah. going to be no more work to do. Yeah. In this yeah. arena, you're always. I mean, when there's no more work, level, you're always going to find a new resistance. Yeah. You're always going to have a new desire, and that's the whole thing about expansion and growth. There is friction yeah. in the process; it's part of the natural process. When the work is done, you're going to keel over and die. That's that's usually when the work is done. Is about when you when you die, <laughs> and then you're probably going to reincarnate and come back and do more work. So it's never done. <laughs> it's never ever done. It's never done. So just oh, enjoy the ride. Yeah. 
Love it. Yeah. So, so look at this. I, I always look at it as a good thing. Have you ever had a situation, Kels, where you recognize the resistance as a negative or something that you don't want in your life? I mean, I mean, nobody wants to feel it, but yeah, I feel like that a lot. Like if I look at areas of my life and things aren't happening in the way that I want them to, then I get, I sometimes I get a little judgy of myself. I'm like, man, it's just because all my resistance this is so mm-hmm. lame. It's holding me back. Like it's easy to get into that mindset. But then once I work through it, I'm like, oh, that was just an invitation to do more personal development. That was just an invitation to yeah. do some more work. And then I clear it. And then all these things start flowing and I'm just like, wow, what a great word. Energy is crazy. <laughs> yeah. What a great word. Invitation. That is such a cool perspective shift. I always say opportunity, but invitation is almost better than opportunity. Invitation is like, like luring you. The, the universe is inviting you with love to this VIP party that, <laughs> that is <laughs> only the life. highest levels can go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The VIP so party cool. is your best life once you work with the resistance and dive into your shadow as they say i mean a lot of people would just say that's the same as the subconscious Mm -hmm. it's the unknown right what you don't know Mm -hmm. that you don't know that's all in your shadow and then you shine a little flashlight on that shit and then you're like i see it now and then it's not a problem anymore (laughs) (laughs) i see you i ain't scared of you i see you i ain't scared of you (laughs) yeah so let's get into some Maybe like a personal example and an exercise that like something that you did recently or I can talk about something I did recently where there was like resistance and we worked through it or we like identified it. Oh my God. Let me tell my story first. This could not be more perfect. (laughs) We talk about divine timing. (laughs) Jesus. Okay, go ahead. Okay. So this is not super recent, but it was a while ago and I remember I was... Well, I have two different stories I could tell. I'll, t- I'll tell the love one. I know a lot of our listeners trying to manifest that love in their lives. So <laughs> a while ago, my um, before I met my boyfriend at the time, like days before I met him, I was like really trying to manifest this partnership and I was really excited and I felt like I was all on board. Like I was like, yes, I want this. Like there would be no resistance, of course, because like I want this. But then it like wasn't happening. It hadn't been happening. And I was like, okay, there's got to be something here. So I dug a little deeper and I asked all these different parts of me. Well, I didn't ask them individually, but I basically posed the question in the form of a journal entry like, Mm -hmm. Is there any part of me that's not on board with being in a partnership? And then it was like all these parts started raising their hands. Like single Kelsey, who's like loving your life, was like, uh, yeah, I don't want this. I like being alone. I like having time to myself. I like um, not having to answer to anyone. I like not having to text anyone all day. I like just being free, like totally free. Like I'm digging this freedom. I haven't had a lot of it in my life as far as adulthood and relationships go so like let me live that was like yeah Kelsey she was like thriving in the moment and she didn't really necessarily want a relationship so even though that doesn't seem like bad or wrong it's a form of resistance when you look at it from the perspective of it's stopping me from um, manifesting this partnership that the majority of me does want right so that's a really really cool question you can ask yourself is are there any parts of me that don't want this or are there any parts of me that think it would be detrimental for me to get this? Mm -hmm. And this happens a lot with people in money. Like let's say you want to manifest money, but you have this like hidden belief somewhere inside of you that 
if I manifest money, my family is going to want handouts. Or if I manifest more money, my taxes are going to be more complicated to do. Or whatever it is, like there are things hiding in the shadows that yeah. need to flash the light on them. And by asking, are there any parts of me that don't want this? Are there any parts of me that think this would be detrimental in any way? That's yeah. a really good way to do the shadow work and see the resistance for what it is and then be like, oh, all right. And then you and just move on. And another way to reframe that question is if you feel called to. Like, I think those are great questions. But a lot of times I, what feels better for me to say is, why would this be unsafe? Because cause I always, I'm always speaking from a subconscious point of view or I'm try, I try to. I really, you can't, I can't go back to the days when I didn't know that the subconscious was the ruler of everything. So I have to, um, I have to ask that. Why would it be unsafe for me to have this relationship or this, this paycheck every month or, or whatever it is, this client load, whatever it is, and really get a lot of clarity and wisdom around that. Um, yeah, I think that's amazing. Unsafe is a really good word because... And, and another one, why would it be safe for me to, to try to reframe that? Like, okay, we know all the unsafe reasons. Now, why would it actually be safe? And then you're actually giving those suggestions to the subconscious mind. Sorry, I interrupted you. <laughs> I love that you said unsafe and that's super helpful. And also that's like step one and step two that you just offered. Step one, realize the resistance and don't judge yourself for it. That's important. Step two, um, kind of reframe things in your mind, get the juices flowing and shift that perspective. So now that the resistance is kind of gone, you can replace it with something better that's actually going to help you magnetize in your goals and your dreams. Exactly. And writing down these things when you're writing down the unsafe or the are there parts of me that think this would be detrimental, if you're writing this, like Kelsey said, as a journal entry, you are releasing that stuff in a, a small percentage um, and you're actually doing the work of releasing just by writing it down and, and releasing it mentally, you're actually releasing it emotionally as well. When you, when you actually write in what is safe about this and rewriting that kind of stuff, you are giving yourself subconscious suggestions, which means you are putting in new knowns and new, new information that it can easily, more easily get on board with in terms of where you want to go. Does that make any sense, what I'm saying? It makes a lot of sense. <laughs> okay, good. So you're releasing when you write it down something you want to get rid of, and you're actually putting it in the subconscious because the handwriting is a direct line to the subconscious mind. I've said that a million times. It's absolutely true. So I think this would be before I get into my story, which is, yes. I don't know how much I want to share of it, but I will. <laughs> I'll be brave. Um, we need to talk about our first sponsor, which is always really exciting. So our first sponsor of today's show is uh, LinkedIn Talent Solutions, aka LinkedIn Jobs. Uh, and what they do is they screen candidates with hard and soft skills you're looking for. It's a way to get people on your team. It's a really great resource to hire people that are perfect for the position that you want. So you can hire the right person fast. They, um, in, they have people in there for like collaboration, creativity, adaptability. LinkedIn looks beyond the work skills and put your job post in front of qualified candidates who match your business requirements perfectly. So they make your job posts really, really uh, seen and by a lot of people. And if you guys want to take advantage of this, then we have something really special for you. You go to linkedin.com slash V-I-B-I-N, so that's linkedin.com slash vibin, and you get $50 off your first job post. 
So you get in front of 25 million plus engaged job seekers, you get qualified candidates who are perfect for the position, and you reach people you actually want to hire. Once again, go to linkedin.com slash V-I-B-I-N and get $50 off your first job post. Yeah, LinkedIn is great because even if that person necessarily isn't looking for a job, but if they're super qualified for the position that you want, they'll probably still find them and you could try and snatch them away, you know? Yeah. This asset on my team. I need them. (laughs) Asset, not ass. I heard ass. Oh, I I said asset for sure. (laughs) Not ass. So yeah, um, linkedin.com slash vibin. That's the yes. place to go if you need to hire. We always have the best discount codes for you guys. Um, anyway, should I talk about my stuff? I don't yeah, my stuff. do no, it. I don't like talking about my stuff. Kelsey, you're the one that likes talking about your stuff. And I like talking about your stuff. <laughs> I only like talking about my stuff because I know that's going to help other people. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it's nothing, it's nothing crazy. I just, I'm always unsure and I think I'm so unsure about it because I still can't really make sense of it (laughs) so I don't know how it's gonna I don't know how it's gonna translate but I also feel like there's a lot of people that can probably relate so the most recent time I've really felt some resistance is last like the last couple weeks last three weeks two weeks so me and Kelsey have talked about this, but I'm really having a hard time with the whole Kobe crash. I really am. Like, it sucks, you guys. And, and it's not even from a point, of course, thoughts and prayers to everybody involved. I mean, I think that's why it's so heartbreaking because I'm a mom. I have kids. And as, for someone to lose two of the most important people in your life like that in the blink of an eye, like I know everybody's saying like, yeah, love your loved ones. And, and it, get, it reminds you to really be thankful for what you have. And I know that, but I, I really do. And f- after it happened, I felt like there was more for me energetically. Like I know that there's a reason I'm so bent out of shape about it because people die all the time and it, it's a sad thing, but this has hit me hard. Like I can't, I can't, it's always in the back of my mind. And it's so weird. Like my grandmother and grandparents died and I was like, oh, right, cool. Now I'll talk to them more. (laughs) Like now I have such a better relationship with them in the spirit realm, whatever. Um, And I don't have to like remember their phone number. But like, this is just so, like I'm questioning, I was questioning a lot of stuff. So anyway, the point is I would have moments where I would just want to like cry and I didn't know where it was coming from. Like, again, can't make sense of it. And I'm sure there's a lot of people listening because I've talked to a lot of people that are feeling the exact same way. Like, they can't put their finger on why this is so heartbreaking. It's like a punch in the gut. And, so, and let's be clear that Lindsay was not like personal friends. That what? That you were not personal friends with him. Or no, absolutely not. And that's, <laughs> like, that's, that's the thing is like, if Justin Timberlake died, I feel like I have a connection to him because I've loved him for like decades, right? But I don't think I would, I don't know. I'm not in that position. I don't know how I would feel, but this has hit me on another level that I never, ever, ever anticipated, which is so weird. I'm, I'm usually pretty like closed off to those emotions <laughs> and I wear that like a badge of honor, like, yeah, I don't feel things, whatever. Um, but no, and, and, and I was just really thrown for a loop. So I would find myself like on the verge of tears, like crying randomly in front of my children and I'm like what is happening here it's not like I'm on my period it's not like I'm like pregnant or like supposed to be super hormonal what's going on so I gave myself the space to really go 
have some time alone and really just let it all flow through me. Kelsey, you are an expert at this and I took a page out of your book, you know, just like (laughs) don't try to stuff down those feelings, feel them and see what happens, feel them and see what happens. So I went to a place where I could be by myself without going into too much detail. I cried snot everywhere, (laughs) (laughs) really, really cried. Right. And I don't let my, I don't really do that a lot. Not because I don't let myself. I just, I just don't. Very shocking, very surprising, this reaction. And so I I found myself having thoughts that really gave me a lot of clarity. And one of those thoughts was, to to put it in English, and at the time it's just a feeling, but what I was feeling was I was always super comfortable coaching people through things that I had personally never been through, but felt like I could help them with. And I was always comfortable giving them the best advice and like all this insight and clarity and great wisdom. And and they've all been very, you know, obviously helped people and they've been grateful for it. But in that moment, I was like, I don't know shit. (laughs) I don't know crap about grief, about losing somebody like that. And so I think part of my shift energetically, and I, I think a lot of people are going through this right now with I I think Kobe and and everybody on that helicopter was a catalyst for this shift on the planet right now. Like I really feel that to my core, like some stuff's happening to us. We're waking up. We're becoming more like, okay, I can't stay asleep to this anymore. And part of it for me was I can't stay asleep to the fact that there's a lot to learn. I'm really good at being like, yeah, I'm the best, whatever. I'm really good at this, but there's a lot for me to learn. And I'm so happy and open to learning as much as I possibly can. And the other thing that came up was there's, there's a deep, there's a void on the earth right now, energetically. He was such a magnetic force and such an electric like an electric energy that there is definitely an energetic void on the, on the planet. And I think that part of our journey now is one healing from that. Number two, filling that void with, what we can do to make ourselves the best and and really rising to the occasion of what do I want out of life? Life is fleeting AF. Like (laughs) it will go away in the blink of an eye. Nobody is immune. And I think that's part of the lesson here. And, And I always try to look for the good and stuff. I was very like great and, and settled and okay with my convictions and what I believe. But this really got me like, but really though, like really was it his time to go? Like really did he sign up for this? Cause you know, me and you talk about this. Like we, we have a general idea of, of how we're going to go and not now, but like before we come to the planet, we make agreements and we make contracts and, and lessons to learn. And this is the first time in a very long time where I'm like, maybe, maybe it wasn't. And I don't want to believe that. I want to believe that it was his time to go. And I'm not trying to push my beliefs on anybody. I'm not trying to all due respect to everybody who believes something different and anyone who's grieving at this time. I'm definitely not trying to like say what I say is fact, but just my journey, my experience, and this has definitely thrown me for a loop. And I think the resistance was me, the the emotional response was my resistance to like, the fact that I don't know as much as I thought I did about grief and about uh, other people's paths and, and what, what they're going through. And also how can I be the best I can be? Because if there's one thing that man showed us is never settle. We have one life to live. We have only a few rotations on this planet. So make it the best you can make it and do the best you can do and don't settle for anything less. And I thought I was good at it, but apparently there's room for improvement. 
Anyway, that was a long story. <laughs> There's always room for improvement. And thank you for sharing that because that's like a super vulnerable share. I know, especially for you because you me, like about these things. So that I'm really proud of you as your friend. And also, <laughs> <laughs> I just want to add that like to summarize your story, here's what I'm gathering. That mm-hmm. you were really in resistance to the whole thing happening because it bothered you that you felt like you didn't know everything anymore and that life is scary and fleeting and fragile and that if that can happen to him, that can happen to anyone and that maybe there's a part of you that feels like you haven't been able to speak from experience when you're helping people and that bothered you. So now once you saw all of that and you were like, it's actually okay that I don't know everything, there is room for improvement. This is part of the human experience. The more I experience, the more I'll be able to help people on a deeper level. Now you're feeling better, even though you still have some of those feelings. You're not getting as much to the feelings. Exactly. The next day, and then, and another thing too, that I, that I want to, um, mention is not just the fact that like, I don't, I don't, I have more to learn and all this stuff, but it was also like, I, it was a lesson for me because I was trying to, I, because I couldn't make sense of why I was so sad. I was telling myself that it was unreasonable. And me and you talk Mm -hmm. about this all the time. Like you feel what you feel for a reason. You wouldn't feel it if it wasn't for a reason. So don't ever apologize for how you feel. Don't ever try to validate or or, you know, make sense of how you feel, you feel a certain way for a reason. So that's what you need to figure out is where is that reason coming from? And so because I couldn't make sense of it logically, I might have saw this guy in person like one time in my entire life because that's just what happens when you live in LA. You see people and I'm pretty sure I've seen him in person one time, but I didn't know this guy. And so I was like, what, what right do I have, you know, to feel this way, which is ridiculous. If you feel that way, it's for a reason. So allow that. Um, so it was a good lesson for me. And, and also I think, you know, we talk about the collective. I hate the word collective. <laughs> I don't know why it's a trigger word for me. I don't like it, but I, but this has been one of those situations and maybe that's part of my lesson too, is I've become very much aware that we are all connected because I guarantee I was pi- I'm picking up probably still the deep, deep, deep grief and sadness that's been left on the planet by by this passing and by what the event that happened. And so, I mean, there was there's so many as we know, all these lessons always come interwoven with like 20 different like little snippets of a lesson. But I think that's one of them too. Is like I tried to invalidate my feelings and stuff them down and be like, that doesn't make sense. So what right do I have, which is bull crap. So I let myself feel it and I got so much clarity um, around why I was feeling that way. Um, Yeah. And so once I let the resistance like flow through me and allow it to be released, um, I can definitely think more clearly about the situation and not break down in front of my husband so let's give a metaphor so yeah when you're having these emotions that are strong they're like a river right and if you are in resistance to them and you're like i don't want to feel this way i shouldn't feel this way it's not okay to feel this way i don't have any right to feel this way this doesn't make sense that i feel this way any type of resistance in that way you're going to block the river Exactly. So it's not flowing anymore. Your energy is stuck. It doesn't matter if the emotion is labeled as negative or positive. It doesn't matter if the emotion feels good or bad to you. Like if you're blocking any type of emotion, you're in a state of resistance. You're resisting that emotion. So 
that's why I get kind of upset now when people are like, oh, you have to feel good all the time to manifest. No, you just have to feel all the time to manifest so yeah. your river can flow. So exactly. the energy can always be new. So the river can go downstream and you can just float in it instead of trying to push it with all your might against this like raging water. Like you're not yeah. strong enough to sustain that. You can't be in a state of resistance forever. It's not possible. So you might as well just surrender to whatever's going on inside of you so that it can flow and then your energy can flow. And then you're not in resistance anymore. And even if you feel bad, you're still letting energy flow. It's still productive. Yeah. And that's exactly how it felt too. Anytime I really just kind of surrender to the grief or the pain or the sadness or the any kind of negative feeling, anytime I surrender to the feeling, it does act it really does truly feel like a clean flow. It's like cleaning out the gunk, you know, when you like yeah. you're cleaning a pipe or something. It's just like all this stuff is stuck to it. And then once you allow it to flow, it's just like clean and pristine and shiny and new. And you feel like you've hit the reset button a little bit and it feels yeah. good. Yep. And speaking of resetting, let's talk about sleep and REM rise. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody knows that the quality of your sleep impacts your whole entire life from how you feel to your performance at work and in the gym. Basically, every aspect of your life is going to be either positively or negatively affected by how good your sleep is. Existing sleep aids aren't very effective and make you groggy in the morning and nobody likes that. So you need a natural solution tailored to your specific needs. And that's why Lindsay and I have been using Remrise, and we really love it. It's a personalized sleep solution that uses natural plant-based formulas to help calm the mind, relax the body, and get your circadian rhythm back on track for a better, more restorative sleep. It's a drug-free... Um, it's a drug-free, it's drug-free <laughs> with no groggy side effects in the morning. All you have to do is go to getremrise.com slash vibin and take their free sleep quiz. Um, I took the quiz and it gave me this little profile that I was like on all the time because I have general anxiety and that's just like how it goes. So then my herbal friends, as I like to call them, the plants that they like assign to me are all to help my mind shut off so that I can sleep better and longer and like in a more deep sleep where it's actually working to restore my body and not just like a shallow sleep where you're just going through the motion of sleeping, but you still wake up tired. So I know that when I, on days when I use Remrise, I sleep like a rock and then I wake up and I'm like, ding, ready to go the next morning. So it's really been helpful. Um, do what I did. Check out Remrise today. Go to getremrise.com slash vibin. Take their sleep quiz. And when you sign up, you'll get 25% off your first month of Remrise. You won't find an offer like this anywhere else because we love you guys. So we get these. <laughs> get 25% off your first month of Remrise when you sign up at getremrise.com slash Vibin. That's getremrise.com slash vibin. Yay. Yay. Remrise is great. And it, it actually is like so easy. Like I always I've tried those like teas before and you have to sit there and drink the tea and then, and then you have like, to so pee easy. a bunch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You get up in the middle of the night and it totally yeah. defeats the purpose. But yes. um yeah, this is so 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 easy and and it just works so well. I love it. Um, all right. Where are we going with this? Let's we see. need to talk about, well, we don't need to do anything, but we <laughs> would like to talk about um, releasing resistance. So do you have any like exercises or practical tips 
um, <laughs> ways that you work with clients to do this? Like speak to that maybe. Well, um, what we've talked about, journaling is a great one, really diving deep and figuring out where it's coming from. As you said, once you've acknowledge the notification <laughs> once you like heard the message it tends to uh it, my job is done and now I can maybe be released a little bit but if you still find stuff cropping up and you've turned done the inner work and you really figured out where it's coming from and it's still not going away then I would really suggest some uh, meditation or hypnosis and to to really work around it and one of my that's what you're talking about right like doing the hypnosis around it what I would do just I mean, so I'm any, clear any on the question that okay. are helpful <laughs> about releasing resistance. <laughs> okay. Um, so with it, my favorite thing to do with hypnosis with clients is really to have them open a dialogue in the hypnosis. So in hypnosis, you're in a receptive state. You're in an altered state where your subconscious is really receptive and listening and communicating. So you're able to communicate with those pieces in the subconscious that just aren't working. And we do that through symbols. We do that through uh, however it chooses to represent itself to the client. So I'll ask them, like, bring up an image for resistance. And it's there's really no hard and fast rule for how it shows up. It's always different. It's either I've had it be like a a hill of pebbles that they're trying to climb and it just keeps sliding down because it's just pebbles. I've had it as a brick wall in front of them. Like, they will come up with the best one that their subconscious wants to communicate it as. And then we open a dialogue with it. What's the energy of this? Um, how does it feel about you being here? How do you feel being in front of it like this? And then we open a dialogue with like, what, what, what is your purpose? Um, what do you need in order to be released? What does the, resi- and, and that question again is, what does this resistance need in order to be released? So it's so going you're to tell you directly to your resistance. Directly to the resistance. And it tells you, it always does, it will tell you what it needs in order to feel comfortable being released. And then sometimes the client will be like, well, I just don't know if I'm ready to release it. And that is 100% okay. I, I always say you never should do anything until you're ready. Um, you know, with this, with hypnosis, you should never try to do it if you don't feel 100% ready because now that you know, now you have a choice and you get to decide when you're ready. And just by, it's not like somebody's forcing you. It's not like you feel like you have to let it go. But the more you live with this, knowing that you don't have to, knowing that you have a choice to get rid of it, the less you're going to want to keep it around. So I always, you know, if they do, if that does come up and they say, I'm just not ready, then, you know, we'll close the session for the, for now. And then, that usually within days they come back and like, yeah, okay, I'm ready. I don't like this anymore. <laughs> because now even if nothing else in that session, they've realized, oh, okay, this is, this is a choice that, I ha- that, that I've always had to make. It's not something that I'm just stuck with. It's not, I'm not a victim with this resistance. I can choose um, to let it go. And it allows you to become ready faster or, or sooner than you thought. Yeah, well, usually we have resistance because it's helpful in some way, or at least some part of us thinks that it is. It's that right. self-sabotage thing where it's like trying to love you in this weird way that's like actually holding you back, but it's trying to protect you. And it's that whole thing that we kind of talked about earlier. Um, I want to give another practical, It's almost, I like to call it a game. It's like an exercise that I learned at a Teal Swan event. And it's for getting to a core belief. So you would use this when, let's say you have resistance about something so simple, like it bothers me when my bathroom is dirty 
okay, let's say it bothers me when my bathroom is dirty. That's a point of resistance. I'm in resistance to having a dirty bathroom. Why does it bother me? Why is it so bad that if my bathroom is dirty? This is the whole exercise. You just keep asking why and getting to the core of it. So it's bad that my bathroom is dirty because that means that I am going to have bad feng shui because the bathroom is an important part of feng shui. Okay, so then I ask myself, why would that be such a bad thing if I have bad feng shui? If I have bad feng shui, then there are energies in my home that are blocking my ability to manifest, and I don't want anything to be blocking my ability to manifest. Then we take it a step further. Why would it be bad if your ability to manifest is blocked? Because if I can't manifest things, then I feel helpless. I feel like I'm not moving forward. I feel like I'm not living my purpose. And then you ask why again. Why is it so bad if you're not moving forward, you're not living your purpose, you're not able to create? Because then for me personally, I wouldn't want to live. Like, why would I want to be here if I can't do any of those things that I meant to do? So if you are following that whole train of thought, you can see that a dirty bathroom led me to a belief that like, if I can't create freely, if I'm being blocked, then there's no reason to live. So that escalated very quickly. It's an extreme example, but it goes to show that your resistance is always coming from a core belief. So when you identify that core belief, it's super helpful because you can look at it and be like, oh, that's why I'm feeling stuck. That's what's been holding mm-hmm. me back. That's yeah. something that I think that I never knew that I was thinking because it's in the back of your mind. You're not aware of it until you're aware of it. So asking yourself why, it usually takes like five to seven times, like going into the why um, Mm -hmm. to get to the core belief. But that is such a helpful and powerful practice. The more you follow the path of why, the the further into the subconscious you're getting. Yeah. You're like going deeper and deeper and deeper. Oh, yes. (laughs) And I wanted to make, I wanted to add too to my, um, when, when I mentioned about how sometimes people aren't ready to release the resistance. And there's going to be a lot of people that recognize that in themselves and immediately want to judge themselves for it. Um, So I want to just touch on that really quickly. If you think about reasons why you might want to hold on to it, it doesn't really make sense logically in the conscious mind. But to the subconscious, it's like this. We have had this for so long. We don't know what it looks like not to have this pattern, not to have this running program in the background. We don't know what that's like. So we're not ready to get rid of it yet because we just don't know. And that's completely valid. Like I, I don't want it to not make sense to people why they would want to keep it because to the subconscious, it's, it's simply like a security blanket. And that's usually why a lot of this stuff sticks around um, past its due date and past its welcome is because it has become your security blanket. It has become this known, this comfortable place. And I use quotations with that comfortable place where you know what to expect, even if it's not a great experience, you know what to expect, you know, the, the, the outcome that's going to happen. And so to the subconscious, it is safe. Anything that's unknown is completely unsafe. It equals danger. And so that's when it's like, Oh yeah, I don't know about this. So you might consciously want to get rid of it and be totally on board with it. But just think about how long you've had this resistance, how long you've had this pattern, however it translates to you and really holds space for yourself and and know that you know it's gonna take it's gonna take a little bit of time for you to feel okay doing it but that's why we have hypnosis that's why we have meditation that's why we have all these practices that Kelsey and I are talking about because it will help get you comfortable moving forward and releasing it 
a little bit of self-compassion and a little bit of patience with yourself will go a long way on your journey here mm-hmm. doing this type of work because it's absolutely be easy to judge yourself and then you're just creating more resistance unnecessarily like that's not that's not useful like in any way exactly so let's drop the judgment that's one way to release resistance and speaking of that i want to talk about using acceptance as a means of releasing resistance because mm-hmm. a lot of times i feel like we talk about resistance like oh we're resisting the thing that we want but oftentimes we're actually not resisting the thing that we want we're resisting where we are right now we're resisting our present experience, which is why we want that thing so badly. We want it to save yeah. us from the now. We want it to save us from our poverty, to save us from our loneliness, to save us from our stress. And that's just not how it works. So using <laughs> acceptance as a means of releasing resistance looks like this. Uh, let's say going back to like the single slash partnership example, if you're single and you really hate it, then you're in a resistance to where you are right now. And that's not going to help you to call in a partner because it's still resistance, even if it doesn't have to do with the partnership. Is that making sense? Absolutely. So what you could do is find reasons why it's okay to be single. Find reasons to enjoy your life right now, even though you don't have what you want. Like, oh, the benefits to being single are this, this, and that. I actually do really like this part about it. This is actually kind of nice. I don't have to worry about this. It's okay. It's not going to last forever. Like, just even saying that affirmation alone, like it's not going to last forever. Nothing lasts forever is so comforting. And it's such a good way to start accepting where you are so that you can unblock the channels of resistance that are inside of you to let your manifestation come in. So look for the resistance to where you are because that comes up a lot more than you would think. Another, another really cool. I love that. That's amazing. Um, and it makes me think of another really, really effective, um, way to accept where you are and also to, you know, we, talk, we always talk about like be grateful for your current situation and find things to be thankful for, which is so important, but it's also a little difficult, especially when you're looking to the future and you're looking for the, to the next step. But if let's use the, the relationship um, example, we'll, we'll do a little role play here. I would say, what, what, what would you look for in your relationship? What's the, what's the benefit of having a relationship? Oh, am I being your client right now? Well, we're just, we're just, yeah. Okay. Um, for me, the benefit of being in a relationship would be that I won't feel lonely, would be that someone will help take care of me, somebody will um, spend time with me. Exercise. Okay. So, so let's go with the loneliness first. So you won't be lonely. Where else could you find that feeling of not being lonely? I feel like connected with other people when I take like a group class like yoga or if I hang out with my friends or when I'm um, petting my dog. I don't really have a dog. I'm just making all this up. Um, (laughs) Things like that. Okay. So what, what we're doing is we're, and we do this a lot with like smoking cessation. That's like probably the number one place where we use this. Like, why do you smoke? Well, I go outside to get some fresh air. Okay. (laughs) So, you, you get a break, so give yourself a break. Just don't do sick, don't smoke cigarettes on the break. Actually breathe in the fresh air. Um, whatever reason it is why you do the thing you do or why you want the thing you want is not always 
it doesn't necessarily have to be attached to the thing that, that you want. So if what you want, if you're craving community or connection, um, not being lonely, find other ways you can do that. Yes. Even while you're waiting for this relationship to come. So that's all you're doing is you're not replacing. And I think that's where people get stopped up is they're like, well, if I have it with going out with friends, then I'm not going to manifest it. But that's completely the opposite. If you can recognize it in your life now, the universe is going to attract more of that to you. And if what you deeply desire is a romantic partnership, then it's going to come to you faster if you're already enjoying the vibration of community and connection. Yes. I love that you said that because on my list of ways to release resistance, I literally said, ask yourself why you want something and then figure out how you can give it to yourself now, which is what we just did. So we're getting to the core of the design. That's why we're the dynamic duo. Duh, because we're on the same page, girl. (laughs) (laughs) So asking yourself, why do I want this thing to manifest? What do I think that it's going to give me How do I think that it's going to make me feel? And how can I get those needs met right now in the present moment in other areas of my life? Like really practically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, What do I need to do more of or less of to feel this way? Who do I need to spend more time with? What adjustments do I need to make to my work schedule? Like get into your life and move Mm -hmm. some things around so that you can be getting more of your needs met, be in a higher vibrational state, be more supported, and manifesting will be so much easier for you. Tagline, make your needs a priority. (laughs) Yeah, and that comes back to self-love because if you don't love yourself, you're never going to make your needs a priority. Self-love is making your needs a priority. That's like a Mm -hmm. huge aspect of it. So I'm an active person. I like to work out. Um, I like to dance. I like to do Pilates. I love hot yoga. And I'm always looking for something that can give me a natural edge so that I can be better and get more out of my workout or my class or my movement or whatever it is. And that's why I've started taking Beat Elite from Human. Human's Beat Elite can help extend endurance, improve energy and stamina, increase oxygen delivery throughout the body. Um, When I take it for dance or if I take it for yoga or whatever movement that I'm choosing in that moment, I feel way more supported by my muscles because they're getting more oxygen. So the beauty of this product is that it helps um, your blood to flow better. It helps oxygenate your muscles. And this is something that we used to always talk about in dance. Growing up as a dancer was like, if your muscles aren't getting oxygen, they're going to be stiff. They're going to be in pain. They're not going to be supporting you. So oxygen is like where the money's at. You need it. And this is um, a natural product that can help you to get more oxygen into your body to support your active lifestyle. So Beat Elite is trusted by hundreds of elite teams, athletes, and organizations all over the world. Um, So you know you're getting a top-notch performance product. So I recently tried it. And it's re- it tastes kind of like Skittles, which I love because it's beets. <laughs> They're sweet. So well, yeah. it's it de- it definitely has like a flavor in it. Um, I forget what the flavor is. It's like ba- it's something berry, I think. But it does actually taste really, really good. And I used it before um, a workout, and I did notice a difference. And of course, I didn't expect to the first time I use it. But normally, like it, it mentions a lot about stamina on the on the product. So I was like, well, sure. Maybe if I'll be able to go longer and, you know, not get tired out so quickly, then sure. And it actually did work really, really well. I noticed the difference right away, which is almost unheard of with a lot of, a lot of stuff, especially performance enhancing stuff. So, um, I would say two thumbs up for me. It tastes good and it works. (laughs) 
Yeah. It's as simply as I can say it. <laughs> we like it. So do what we did. Take your game to the next level with Beat Elite by going to livehuman.com slash vibin and get 20% off your first purchase. The team at Human is making this offer exclusively for our listeners only. You won't find this deal anywhere else. So that's livehuman, H-U-M-A-N.com slash vibin, livehuman.com slash vibin. Go do the thing. Do the thing. Check it Do out. The it's thing. really cool. That. Who's the most important person in your life? Me. That's right. <laughs> now ask me. Is that a trick question? Ask me. Ask me. <laughs> Lindsay, who's the most important person in your life? Me. <laughs> <laughs> we sound so ridiculous, but also But it's true it. because, I mean, I, you, you know, are an independent woman. You don't have kids. You don't have a, a husband. But for most moms and wives and and people who have responsibilities to other people. I'm, I'm really not trying to say you don't. You absolutely do have responsibilities like to your <laughs> job and stuff. But you wouldn't say my job is the most important thing in my life. You would say you are. And it's really challenging for parents and for married people who, or, or even religious people, they say God's the most important person in my life, right? It's really hard for us to feel like we are, but you will not get to the next step of your life unless you can really own that you are the most important person in your life. If your needs aren't being met, you cannot give to anyone else. It's such a cliche, but it's absolutely true. You need to make yourself the most important person and meet your needs in a way that feels good to you. Sorry. And Stepping down off the soapbox. Don't be sorry. And <laughs> if we're talking about manifesting, you want to manifest things from a place of contentment, of satisfaction, yeah. of thriving. You want to be manifesting for fun, not because you have to, right. not because you need all that money, not because you need the relationship, not because you need that car. Like, what am I trying to say with this? I'm trying to say that you've got to fill your own cup before you can even start doing the manifesting work. And everyone tries to do it backwards because they're feeling so empty that they think all these things are going to fill their soul and they're not. Exactly. They are not. Only you Preach can do it. that for yourself. So start there. Then work your way into this fun manifesting magic mm -hmm. because it's meant to be more of a cherry on top. And naturally, you're manifesting all the time. I'm not even just talking about conscious manifesting. Like right. you're always asking for things. You're always receiving things, whether you realize it or not. That's what you're doing here as a person, as a creator, whether you're conscious always or unconscious of it. Yeah. But when we talk about manifesting on the show, we're obviously talking about doing it on purpose, deliberately with consciousness and intention and all that jazz. But we never want it to feel like a burden or like a chore. It's supposed to be fun and it's fun when you have all your needs met and then you're manifesting fun things. It's not fun yeah. when you're in a really shitty place and you're just like depriving yourself of all these things that you need, like love and connection and money and stability and food. And if you're not giving yourself these basic needs first, it's always going to be hard to manifest because you're always going to be like struggling to even swim. Yeah, exactly. So how do we want to leave these wonderful listeners? How do we want, what do we want to leave them with? Well, we never want to leave you guys, but never we'll be back next week. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the deal. Resistance is not the enemy, but it is something to consciously work with if you want to be a better manifester. And we've mm -hmm. given you a bunch of ways to do that today asking why you want things, getting to your root belief, um, asking different parts of you if they're on board with what you're wanting, not judging yourself, accepting where you're at, 
Um, I think I summarized a lot of it. We went over a lot of stuff today. But the point is, resistance can be your friend when you know how to work with it right. And that's why I'm working on a book right now that's all about transforming your resistance. So don't worry, you guys. I got you. There's more content on this coming, we promise. And we just really want you to live your best life and have a great week. Yeah. We absolutely love you. Yeah, you did summarize it very well. Um, Keep turning inward. Keep asking questions. Keep acknowledging the messages that you're getting from your body and your emotions. Never, ever, ever suppress. Otherwise, it will get louder. You'll be (laughs) crying with snot everywhere like I was. Um, Yeah, anyway, we'll see you next week. Subscribe to the show wherever you guys are listening, and we'll talk to you later. Bye. Oh, and become a Patreon. Patreon.com slash high vibe. Learn how you can support the show and get bonus content and prizes. Okay, really bye. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of High Vibe In It. Be sure to join Lindsay Robinson and Kelsey Aida for another great program next Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We can't wait to have you join us again soon. 